Hello, everybody, and welcome inside the pub for the pub podcast. I know we're, it's been a while since our last one, but sports are back, so we're back. And as always, I'm your host, Camden Pomeroy, joined by Joey Dubois and Lucas Pomeroy. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me, Cam. Ecstatic. Glad baseball's back. Sports are coming back. Glad to be back on the pub. Yeah, no, good, definitely good to be back um, as we're recording this right now we're actually watching nationals yankees um if you're a big yankees fan you're up 2-1 nationals scherzer got taken deep very deep by Giancarlo stanton so we'll keep you guys updated on that i mean if you're listening to this you're probably watching the game so we probably don't need to do that so we're gonna start off um this kind of season of the pub talking majority sports betting and then we're gonna actually obviously talk about some other categories as well so right off the bat, we're going to talk about Juan Soto. So a couple hours ago, was diagnosed with COVID-19 and is out for, they said just, well, they said he's out for opening day, but I would assume he's out for at least two weeks. So I guess I got two questions for you guys. We'll start with you, Joey. The first one is, uh, how big of a deal is this? And do you realistically think that MLB can make it through the whole season without having to stop because of the coronavirus? Well, I think Soto's a uh, a good first guy in a weird way to, to kind of be the poster child for getting the virus because there had to be a, a sort of superstar to get it first to then kind of see how the league would react. So I guess a lot of those questions will probably be answered, hopefully, in these next few days, however long he has to be out. But you got to assume, I'm pretty sure he's asymptomatic or close to asymptomatic, so that's good at least. But still, the recovery time or whatever you want to call it for how long they want him away from the team before he's allowed to return to the facility and all that, I think that's all kind of up in the air at the moment. And with a guy like Soto, like you said, obviously the Nationals are going to want him back as soon as possible. So in the meantime, for me, especially in this game tonight that we're talking about Yankees-Washington, you got to go Yankees in this one for sure if you're betting. Uh, And any tough matchup like that, I think Washington is hurt uh, without him because he's probably the most important player in that lineup. So uh, without him there, it definitely hurts. And looking at the season as a whole, I mean, you're going to have – cases like this especially with the way the MLB is operating obviously they're doing all they can to kind of keep it a controlled environment but the reality is guys are still gonna go out and about once in a while and things can happen when that happens so uh, there's definitely gonna be more than just Juan Soto getting it uh, but I think watching how they handle him and how long he has to stay away will definitely set the standard going forward yeah um, I completely agree with everything Joey just said I mean um, you kind of touched on a lot there um I definitely agree that uh, it's going to be interesting to watch going forward. I don't really, at this point, I don't really think anyone knows what's going to happen. As far as I understand, they're not testing every single player every single day. So um, there's definitely some concern when you think about the fact that Soto tested positive yesterday and the day before he was dancing around the dugout with his teammates without a mask on, running the bases with the other team and stuff. You know, um, it's, I think... From my point of view, it's almost inevitable that it's going to spread to some degree, but I think as long as they're on top of it and everyone sort of has um, the health and safety of everyone in 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 the front of their minds, uh, I think they'll be able to control it and uh, be able to finish the season for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a uh, huge factor. Like like Joey said, it's superstar right off the bat. So, like the Nationals lineup today looks just so much different without Soto, and I think that's kind of goes to show that you know, he, like if I like if he is out the whole two weeks, which I would think he is, their lineup has is missing by far their best player for two weeks. And like we said, the season. Well, obviously, you guys know the season's only sixty games. So if he does mix fourteen games, he's already you know puts the Nationals back um, at a disadvantage right away. And they started slowly last year. But with that being said, about like starting slowly and all that stuff, the MLB just came out today, like right at the buzzer, actually just made the change about expanded playoffs. So what they're doing is they're adding what was it? It was from twelve to sixteen. Ten to, 10 16, to sixteen. Yeah. So they're aver- they're adding every division the top two teams make it, which is you know, kind of big, and then I think they added what, another wild card or two, something like that. So um definitely interesting to look at. I mean, obviously we're all Sox fans here, so I was hoping, you know, maybe it was just like a bunch of other teams, but I don't really expect the Red Sox to finish top two in the division, so um, definitely not great for them, but um, Joey, I guess we'll start with you again. What, what are your What's your take on expanded playoffs, and how do you think it'll play out? 
I think it was definitely a necessary move because, Cam, we were actually talking about it a couple of weeks ago, but just the, the variability in an MLB season is insane. And an example that I heard was last year, uh, the Giants started terribly and finished terribly, but in that middle of the year there, like right around, right before the trade deadline, they got really hot. And over that 60-game stretch, they won something like 37, 38 games. They're like the best team in the league in that 60-game stretch. And at the end of the year, they finished close to 100 losses. So you just see how a 60-game stretch can really play out in MLB season. So it, adding those six playoff teams kind of eliminates some of those fluky teams like the Giants because when you get to the playoffs, we'll see who's really who really deserves to be there. And you should give more chances to teams that might start a little slow in this regular season given all those strange circumstances like a team maybe like the Nationals without a guy like Soto that right off the bat you could expect them to not be you know as great as they can be so to add more playoff teams in there gives you a little bit more margin for error in such a weird time and I think that's definitely necessary Lucas what are your thoughts yeah um kind of going off what Joey just said um there's definitely uh with a 162-game season, there's definitely ups and downs. He mentioned the Giants. The team that comes to mind for me first was the Mets. Um, I think sometime after the All-Star break, they were they were down almost like 10 games, and they, they went on this torrid run for like a month um, and came within like a game and a half of the division, um, or the wild card, rather. Um, didn't end up making the playoffs, but uh, kind of just goes to show that um, anyone can get hot for uh, any given amount of time. 60-game um, season... Um, it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. Uh, I, I think any any fewer games in 60 and, and you're probably entering the territory where um, that's not big enough of a sample for baseball because baseball is the kind of sport where uh, any given day anything can happen. Um, but you got to think that the teams with uh, top heavy rotations and um, good bats are going to sort of get the advantage here. Um, I would be surprised to see uh, sort of innings limits on on high name pitchers um in the beginning like we would normally see in like april or uh, or may um i think teams are going to go full speed ahead right after it um from the get-go and um yeah i mean i'm i i personally am in favor of expanding the playoff field i think it uh, makes it a little more exciting um gives gives potentially uh, a few more teams chances that uh, otherwise might not and uh Baseball is a kind of sport where uh, uh, we've we've seen wildcard teams win in the past, you know. So I think this this particularly gives teams maybe like um, in the range of like the Mets or uh, maybe even like the Phillies or, or someone like the A's um, sort of the chance to kind of go out there and get after it um, where in a regular season they might not otherwise been able to. Yeah, for my understanding, I saw there was an alert. I got an alert today that said, maybe that the number one team would get to pick who they wanted to play in the first round. I, I don't think that's how it's going to work, but, I mean, I think that would be pretty cool. But um, I would probably just be like the one seed plays the eight. That would probably make sense to me. I, I don't really know how it's going to work, but like Lucas pointed to, like no innings limits, but I think it'll be – it's kind of like a contrast because, you know, when there is inning limits in like early spring, they've been throwing since, you know, spring training, whereas – you know, like Garrett Cole's pitching right now, he just came back. I mean, I'm sure he's been throwing on his own, but he's probably thrown live pitching probably like, I don't know, three, four times since being back um, at summer camp. So I think it'll definitely be interesting to see. And I guess another story before we get into like the betting portion is Clayton Kershaw, who was supposed to pitch tonight, just got is now on the uh, DL, or injured list, I guess they call it now. So he's out for, I think it's 10 days, so he'll be out for at least 10 so that's two starts that he'll miss. So they'll have to, you know, pick that up somewhere else. And it's like before they would have a couple off days and it would be like maybe like two weeks, but now it's strictly 10, 10 days probably and he's going to miss exactly um, like two starts. And so I guess more Dodger news is Mookie Betts yesterday. I mean, heartbreaking for all of us, obviously, because we were um, hoping he would be back at the end of the season. We knew the uh, chances were slim, but still hopeful. But I guess now it's, completely out of the picture he's signed until he's 40 so I highly doubt he's gonna sign a big contract with the Sox when he's 40 if he makes it through his entire deal so um before we go to betting I mean obviously do you guys would you guys consider Dodgers clear favorites and is this like and if they were to win this year is there an asterisk next to their name compared to everyone else well first I'd say yeah they're definitely they got to be clear favorites just because 
they were the best team in the regular season last year. You add a former MVP to that team. And this year, I think it's true for most of the sports coming back, it's going to be a lot about what you kind of already had in place because it's going to be really hard to build chemistry and all these different kind of things. So if you have the Dodgers who were a great team already and you add another great player to them, I mean, maybe they they don't get better per se in winning percentage or whatever, but they'll be among the best in the league during the regular season for sure. And then, like we said, in the playoffs, we'll see who really comes out to play, and I wouldn't bet against them. Uh, what was the second thing you asked him? Um, is there an asterisk next oh. to them, or like more so than others because their team is so loaded and they've lost, what was it, three World Series in a row? So. I mean, I, I don't think there should be an asterisk. Like, it's they continually came up short, so they went and added another huge piece to the team in Mookie. Like, I think that's just kind of how championship teams are built. You mm-hmm. you are a pretty good team, but you clearly need something to get over the top, and then you got to go out and get it. And for them, they're hoping that Mookie's that piece. So I, I see what you're saying, and I think that some people will definitely try to raise that argument, but I look at it as just kind of a, a classic championship-building team, and that's just the way it worked out, That it that if they were to win it this year, it happened to be in the fluky season that this will be. Yeah, I think... Um, I kind of I, I agree with that, but I think a lot of people hate the Dodgers and they hate that they just continuously you know add superstar after superstar and they continue to come up short. I mean, I guess what you can say whatever you want about the Astros when they won it, but I mean the Red Sox like absolutely destroyed them when they played, so that didn't matter. But they've gone out and traded for guys like um, I the one that comes to mind is Machado. I think they you Darvish. Darvish he was only there for a little bit. Machado was only there for what half the year. Yeah. So, I mean, they've done it before, but yeah, I mean, Mookie Betts and Bellinger is probably the best duo. I would like to see them hit back-to-back, but for some reason, they're not. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely think that they're probably the favorites. I mean, a lot of people think Yankees are too, but um, Lucas, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Dodgers uh, got to be got to be one of the one of the top top two or three favorites uh, going into the year. Just uh, like we said, awesome core, uh, awesome young core. Um, as far as the Kershaw injury goes, I think this is kind of just like a league-wide thing with the with the whole shortened season. Um, even if he only misses ten games, and we will call that two starts, um, what is the average starter going to get in a sixty-game season? Somewhere between ten and fifteen starts. Mm-hmm. That's potentially twenty percent of his uh, his his whole season uh, um, production, which which definitely is a is a big hit to a uh, to a rotation. And I mean, we're not going to act like Kershaw's there there number one best pitcher anymore i know he's he's still considered like their ace but walker Buehler is the guy there now if we're being honest um but yeah definitely a big blow to them there uh i'm not too worried about them i think uh i don't see like even if they get cold for a little bit i don't see any way that they don't make the playoffs um if they didn't make the playoffs that would be absolutely insane and uh probably one of the biggest disappointments in recent sports history um but and then in terms of the asterisk thing um sure i think no matter who wins, there's going to be people who like who like chirp that that fan base, that team, whatever. So like, oh, this this is a fluke uh, flukier, especially if it isn't one of the cream of the crop teams that win. Um, say like someone like the A's or like the Rays come out and win, it, they're going to be like, oh, like like you would never have won this had it been a regular season. But that being said, I don't think it sort of um, discourages any of the teams. Like this is what it is, and they're going to go out and try to win it regardless of that. You know, like a ring's a ring. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it all becomes it comes down to like whoever you're a fan of, really, to me, and all that stuff. Like, obviously, I'm, I hate the Yankees, so I'll probably be like, oh yeah, the Yankees, we wouldn't win a full season. But it all like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Astor, the um, Dodgers, they're extremely good, but they always like they have been in the past and they haven't won anything. I mean, obviously, you had Betts who won the MVP. What was it two years ago? So, I mean, but. I saw a bunch of Dodger fans on like Twitter. They were like, "Oh, but Betts like stinks in the playoffs." It's like, "All right, yeah, whatever, dude." Like he's still like, what are like top three player in baseball? But Kershaw, like Lucas said, Kershaw's not really um, even close. Not their top top guy anymore. I mean, I think Bueller probably should have started tonight, in my opinion. Anyways, but um, Kershaw, obviously, he's been top five pitcher, top three for as long as I can remember. So. But in he st- he stinks in the playoffs too. He gets oh, shelled yeah. like every year, especially against like I think it was like the Nationals have killed him before. I don't know. He he usually kills the Giants, so he was probably gonna go nuts tonight. But um, yeah, I mean we'll see. I think they're definitely. I, th- I I don't know if their odds are the favorites. I know them and Yankees are like neck and neck. Yeah, they're every time I've checked, it's like they're a hair above the Yankees. I mean yeah. I get it, but 
at least on paper, I personally have the Dodgers way above the Yankees. Yeah. Because the Yankees, you look at them last year and obviously all the injuries, but all the guys who stepped up, like look at Gio Ursula before last year and mm-hmm. his career. Like what he did last year, can he repeat that? I wouldn't bet on it. And there's a lot of guys like that. But obviously the counter argument to that is, well, you got Stanton there for the full year. Hopefully you got Judge there for the full year. So, I mean, we'll see, but there's a lot of what ifs with the Yankees still, whereas you look at the Dodgers and I think it's pretty cut and dry what they have. On yeah, no, their lineup is absolutely loaded. Both of them are. I mean, obviously the Yankees, but like if you're like, I take Ballinger and Betts over Judge and they probably think Torres is their number two hitter or like best hitter. Yeah. But um, I mean, he's a good hitter. Don't get me wrong, but I think Mookie Betts, uh, Ballinger, and it's like guys like Muncie and Turner who people don't think are like superstars, but they're like really good hitters. And then um, I think their starting rotations better. I mean, obviously the Yankees have Cole now. But and whatever uh, Domingo yeah. German's doing, if he's <laughs> walking away from the game or not, you never know. He was, I think he was he still on suspension. Yeah, I think he's suspended for a while. But I mean, they still got a couple other guys. There are a couple guys that are a little washed. We're talking about Happ and Paxton and all those guys a little bit past their prime, maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah, enough with the Yankees, right? Yeah, no, nah, we're we're gonna stop talking about both those teams because I don't like them. I don't think these guys like them either. And we're going to try to avoid, you know, talking about the Sox as much one as thing, possible. One thing, though, on the Sox, tomorrow night, right, maybe the worst opening day matchup in terms of starters we've ever seen, Nathan Uvalde against Tommy Malone. Emphasis on Tommy <laughs> Malone, who is terrible, but was my coach back in the day when he played for the Chatham Mays, went to a little Chatham Mays camp, so me and Tommy Malone. So you, you're rooting for Tommy tomorrow? Are you, are you fading Sox? Is that what you're doing? I, I rarely... <laughs> If ever do that before my guy Tommy, I might have to. Mainly, mainly just because I don't think there's any way he succeeds. <laughs> so mainly a sympathy route. But we're hoping to get him on the show, so maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't be saying all these things. But. Tommy Malone, if you're out there, you're in. He's in Boston right now. Really? I mean, maybe we can get him on the horn. He's had a rough go in the league so far, but maybe Baltimore is a place where he can shine. How many followers do you think he has? We could probably DM him and he might answer. Anyways, if I, t- if I tell him my story. <laughs> he might remember Tommy. He might remember you. Did you shine in the camera now? I had, I had a heck of a cannon. That was my <laughs> skill in my playing days. Couldn't really hit. Couldn't really do much of anything else. But there you go. He probably remembers. Anyways, yeah, Sox are in trouble. Their rotation, like Joey just said, Evaldi's not what you would think of as an opening day starter. Erod's on the shelf for longer than we thought. And Martin Perez is their number two. And I don't know who their three is. Brian Johnson didn't make the roster with this UCF. That's the best news I've heard all day. I did not see that, but um, I'm assuming that their three is going to be. Weber. Yeah, maybe maybe Ryan Weber. Is his name Ryan Weber? I don't even know his name. Um, He's got all the hype with him. <laughs> I think it was was it Eck or was it Steve Lyon that, uh, that said that the Red Sox like low key might have the worst rotation in baseball. I mean, he's he's really not wrong. Like aside from uh, we were just talking about Tommy Malone, I think the O's the O's rotation might be just as bad. Um, even the Marlins got got a couple guys like Sandy Alcantara and stuff that have, have have decent potential. But aside from aside from that, the Red Sox rotation just flat out stinks. I mean, unless I mean, obviously Erod has has pretty good potential. He he showed some stuff last year, um, but in no in no way, shape, or form is he an ace. I think at best he's a top end number two, um, but yeah, like we said, enough with the Red Sox. Um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they put up a lot of runs this year. La- wait, wait, last Tommy Malone. How, if you had to guess, how many Twitter followers does Tommy Malone have? Because I'm shocked by this number. Is it high or low? Are you shocked it's high. Low? It's not like don't get like your, your expectations too high. It's but like it's, 50k. That's uh, too high. But <laughs> I was expecting like 7k. Yeah, yeah, no, like I, like 10k would have been a lot for me. Look, guessing this, and it's it's above 10k. 20, 20 21k. Ooh, 21 are, his, are his DMs open? He follows zero people. No That's way. a savage move. But so he probably doesn't Orioles. even go on. He tweets what? He, his last tweet was a quote the Orioles tweeted him pitching in February. Quoted it with the eyes emoji and, and the flexing emoji. So he was so feeling it in February. We'll see if he's his, feeling it in July. Are his DMs? Or can you DM no, him? no, but. Maybe we'll just do that. Those uh, every day. I bet. I bet half those followers are from disgruntled gambling Twitter degenerates screaming at him about blowing his unders. Instagram's a little bit 
more what I was expecting. 4,221. Can we DM him on that? Probably. I can block him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing a DM. He's, dude, he's got too many people in the DM. Maybe he'll just follow me back. Maybe he'll go, oh, Joey, this kid had a cannon when he was nine. We'll see. I don't know. Well... I mean, if we do ask him to be on, he listens to this and he's just bashing him in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> he might not want to be on. But anyways, we kind of got off track there. We didn't know Joey was a superstar back in the day. You didn't even play high school ball. I was a tennis player. I mean, <laughs> a swickle first team tennis player. What, what right, can I, I say? Guess, I, mean, I, guess I had to hang him up for that. Anyway. I don't know. So, anyways, we're going to go into the gambling portion. I know that's probably what all of you guys are out there listening for. So, we're going to try to get picks in every you know, every few, every once in a while. I don't know how often we'll record, but we're going to tweet out picks as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, Yankees are threatening if you guys aren't watching the game. But, um, so, I have four bets. You said you had, what, two singles and a parlay? And then Joey's Joey's on the fly. I'm cooking. I'm he's, cooking right now. He's just giving you know his best thoughts. I mean, obviously, these are all to an extent on the fly. Like I've I've looked into it a little bit. I'm sure Lucas has too. But it's like first game of the season. We can't really go off last year, especially once opening days in July. I bet hitters probably have a little bit of an upper upper hand. Like the other day, Mitch Moreland hit a fly ball to center and it went like way over the bullpen. So I I don't know. We'll see, but. Anyways, my first bet is going to be Reds minus one and a half on the run line, plus 110 of the odds. So my reasoning for this is Sonny Gray versus Tyler Boyd. Boyd. I thought Boyd was good, and I looked at his stats last year, and he was really bad. Had an ERA, I think, above five, if not high fours. And the Reds added a lot of a lot of offense in the offseason. Added Moustakis, Castellanos, um, still had Votto, even though he's not nearly as good as he used to be. Um, uh, Suarez is very good and Sonny Gray who pitched exceptionally well last year is on the hill and they're in um, in Cincinnati small ballpark expect the balls to be flying I got Reds minus one and a half at plus 110 odds lock it in Lucas you want to give your top bet I like that pick Cam um, I'd even go so far as to say is that I will double stamp that pick Precisely. Like he said, Boyd stinks. Tigers stink. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, Reds are up and coming. Could even win that division, I think. Uh, Low-key sleeper to win that division. Um, but yeah, my first pick, and probably one of my favorite picks of the day, is the New York Mets first five money line. So if you guys are not familiar, first five just means that uh, the bet ends after the fifth inning. Um, the money line is minus 145, so it's a little bit juicy. I understand some of you may be hesitant out there, but I really do love this pick. Um, I got some numbers here for you. Um, the last two months of the season last year, so August and September, um, Jacob deGrom had a 0.9 first five ERA. That is astonishingly low. He's going to get, he's going up against Mike Soroka, who, uh, as most of you probably know, had a, had a pretty good year last year. Um, I think he won... Did he win Rookie of the Year for NL? He's, he was, if he didn't win, he came in second. Um, either way, he had a really good year. Um, but uh, a lot of experts are picking him to have a sophomore slump this year. Um, definitely due for some aggression. Doesn't strike out a lot of guys. And based on the advanced analytics, um, he got a little bit lucky last year. Um, and I think towards the end of the year, he had sort of a... His ERA sort of picked up a little bit. Uh, I think his first five ERA went up to around 3.7 towards the end of the year. So definitely not as effective as our boy Jacob DeGrom, who's, um, as you guys know, been been one of the best pitchers in the NL um, since he came into the league. Um, and then also, the Braves' bats only looked okay towards the end of the year last year. They were not great against righties towards the end of the year, especially in the first five and especially on the road. Um, and... Uh, I don't know how much weight you want to put into this, but in the exhibition, in the exhibition game that we watched the other night, uh, the Braves looked absolutely horrible. Uh, only put up two runs against the Miami Marlins on two solo shots. So lock it in, right? Lock it in right now. New York Mets first five money line minus 145. Take the bank. That one starts at 4 p.m. So don't forget to get that in. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm not. I don't know about 
for I mean I might bet it, but I'm gonna tell you Braves offense is not as good as he thinks it is. That's just they pretty top heavy. Them, they their starters went two times through the lineup and they looked bad against a Marlins pitcher that I've never heard of. I guess he's a good prospect, but is what it is. Embarrassing. Joey, you got your first one? Yeah, and I mean, I don't know why neither of you said this one first. I mean, I don't know if this is on your list somewhere, but Red Sox, Orioles, whatever the over is, just take it. For this, it's 10. The next highest is 9. These are all varying between 8.5 and, and 9 for the most part. Red Sox is at 10. Mm-hmm. So hammer that over, no matter what it is. Unless it's like 14, then maybe yeah, think about it. It'll probably be anywhere between 8 and 9.5. And That'd be my guess. Yeah, so I, you got to take that. You got to take that no matter where you are. Are you not... I thought you just said Tommy Malone was your guy. Your guy you There's a difference between rooting for him and knowing, knowing what to expect. Guy. Yeah, you're and not a biased better. No, not at all. No, yeah, absolutely so, not. But you're not. You don't think there's like a remote chance of Aldi like for a six shutout? Oh, they got the bullpen though. No, you're right. That's well, a good bet. There's a chance, but I think I think overs across the board, at least until we're proved or we are proven otherwise. I think overs are probably more reliable than unders at this mm-hmm. point, just because these. I, mean, I feel like rust is harder to work off the pitchers and hitters. Pitchers are going to be coming in here. Like you said, a guy like Garrett Cole is probably going to pitch three or four times, and at least against you know live pitching, like you said, in the past few months. So pitchers are, are probably going to be more rusty than hitters. That's obviously generalizing. But uh, when you have pitchers like Eovaldi and Malone going against each other, with that rust added in, I'd go over any other week. Yeah, no, I agree. Good bait. Or good bet. Uh, balls will be flying in Fenway. Um, so obviously Sox lineup's good. I could probably, to be honest with you, only name about three, four hitters on the Orioles. <laughs> not well, Mancini's got cancer, so he's oh, not yeah, there. He's not, so it's like Chris Davis, Jose Iglesias. Um, Sox got rid of VR. Yep. Mm. Just definitely. No, no more. I was Austin watching. Hayes, Mount Castle, are they in the big chat or? <laughs> I mean, there's a names you hear. I was Rio Ruiz. I was watching them the other day. But anyways, Orioles stink. But Evaldi's not very good either. So, no, not a bad bet. I mean, I, obviously I'll look into it. Like every time the Red Sox are playing, I'm gonna look at the over just because their pitching is so bad. Anyways, this isn't my bet, but I have another tip. Red Sox first five. Bet that a lot because their offense is good, and then the bullpen is gonna blow it every time. So it's like no matter if they're winning, they're gonna be winning at five, and then they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna blow it after. Then hedge out after the fifth inning. That's my that's my tip for you guys. So my second pick, Phillies on the run line, minus one and a half against the Marlins. Those are even odds. Nola against Alkin Alkin Pera, whatever. Um, my reasoning for that, Marlins are horrible, even though they just beat the Braves the other day, like Luca said. But the Phillies lineup in I mean obviously with exhibition. Didi Gregorius was smacking the ball around, that Harper was hitting well. And they have, they have a very good lineup top to bottom with Segura, Real Muto, Harper, um, Hoskins, McCutcheon, Edi. So they, they have a deep lineup. And, I mean, Nola's, in my opinion, anyways, top five or six pitcher in the National League. So I um, think Phillies, they're at home. I could be wrong on that. Phillies, they're at home. Minus one and a half. Take that one to the bank. Yankees scored again. You guys were wondering. Yeah, a bit of a conflict of interest for me. I'm on the Yankees money line, so it's good to see them running up the score. But I'm also on the under, so we gotta we gotta take it easy here. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, going off the Phillies, um, I'm not personally on the run line, but I like it. Um, I have them in my greasy parlay that we'll get to later. Um, but my second pick of the night, also super juicy. You guys are probably gonna scream at me for this one. Um, it's minus 156 on the money line. It is the Tampa Bay Rays with our boy Charlie Morton on the hill going against the yucky Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, they got a lot of young talent, but let's just be honest, they're not there yet. Um, They got Hyunjin Ryu. Excited to see what he can do for them this year. He's in my fantasy squad. But to be honest with you, I don't see this matchup being close at all. Um, Charlie Morton's a stud at home, especially down the stretch last year. I expect nothing short of that this year. Um, And uh, let's, let's not... Let's not underestimate the the factor that the Blue Jays don't have a home field yet. They got to be worrying about that at some point. They are currently faced with the prospect of playing all 60 games on the road. That cannot be exciting to a team, especially to a young team whose best players are under 
23. How old's Vlad? Like 22, 23, something like that. Mm. Bobachet's right around there too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those players are going to be there in the years to come, but I don't think their time's now. I still think they're a bit of a dumpster fire this year. Ryu might do all right uh, to start out the game, but um, he'll be hurt by the fourth inning. So exactly. And if this carries any weight, last year um, the Rays had one of the best bullpens in the league with a 2.26 bullpen ERA. Toronto had an ERA over four in the bullpen. Um, so if you need any more than that, um, probably don't bet it. But I think this is a this is a lock for sure. I like it. I like it. I like the Rays this year, especially considering, as Cam said, top two teams in each division make it. I think there's a clear cut, second best team in the AL East. So I think they're definitely a playoff team this year, unless you know Yavaldi becomes <laughs> Cy Young. But uh, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to roll with a dog here. I'm going to go Arizona-San Diego. I'm going to go D-backs. And Bumgarner on the hill. I know what you're thinking. The home road splits are ugly. He was great at home last year. Terrible on the road. I get that. I get why that would make you a little hesitant. But we got no crowds this year. True. So True. we'll see if home road still plays as large of a role as it has in the past. If these sounds from the show mm-hmm. really uh, make a huge difference. But I got to think that... Home field advantage will not be as strong as it was when there's fans there. So given that, I think Bumgarner is going to give a strong outing for going D-backs. Going D-backs on the money line or run line? Go money line. Money line. All right. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it's just his own bet. Maybe he's just like sleeping his own bed. I mean, well, I guess we'll find we out tomorrow. Do. We'll find out tomorrow if it's the fans or he just doesn't like sleeping in hotels. But, yeah, he's a new addition, if you guys didn't know, to Arizona, like you just said. Um, Starling Marte. They could be with Talmite. They could be all right. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be great, but I think they finished second last year. Remember when they traded like everyone they had to Shelby Miller, and he was just like horrible when he got there. Who did they trade for him? Dan Swan. Yeah, that's he right. Was, like, I, the I knew number one like, overall yeah. pick, and then like literally like a month later, like yeah, we're going to take Shelby Miller. He had one good year. Yeah, he had like a couple, I guess. But anyways, my third and final single pick is Rangers team total over four and a half. So that just means that I'm expecting the Rangers to score five or more runs. Odds are pretty good, minus 115. It is what it is. My reasoning for that is there's a new ballpark, and they're going to come out strong. And Marquez, who's the starter for Colorado, is awful. He had a 4.76 ERA last year. Somehow he finished 12 and 5. <laughs> Don't really know. That's how. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened? So he's he's horrible. I watched a little bit of. They played each other in exhibition in the last two days. I looked into. I looked at it a lot, a little bit, and balls are flying out of that ballpark. I'm not saying the Rangers are going to win. I, I like or the. I'm not sure exactly who's going to win, but I do think I think Joey Gallo's due for a moonshot. And I just think that they're going to score five runs. I mean, you got to come out hot and you're not a business fan. In the new stadium, you got to go nuts. And the ball will be flying in Arlington. So, Rangers team total over four and a half, minus 115. Like both of those picks, um, like you said, Marquez kind of stinks. Um, normally, I would say be careful with that, uh, putting too much weight on that ERA because he did pitch at cores, but um, I know from experience that uh, his his home road splits are pretty similar. He also stinks on the road. Um, but yeah, also really like the D-backs this year. Um, I think they could even make a run for it in the playoffs if they if they make it there. Got a lot of young talent, um, decent rotation. We got what's his name, like Luke Weaver. I think he's mm-hmm. he's up and coming. He's pretty good. Robbie Ray. I saw, this was kind of crazy. I saw um, might have been Action Network put out their like favorite favorite sleeper picks of the year and they they picked him to win uh nl cy young the odds were like crazy it was like 25 to 1 or something um but if you know robbie ray at all you know that he has the tendency to be very streaky and when he's hot he's really hot so we were talking about it being a short season if there's one guy who can get really hot and and do that i guess robbie ray is worth taking a stab at there i don't know um but yeah, that's that's all I had for my solo picks. Um, so I guess I'll jump into my my parlay of the day, and um, I'll normally never post a parlay this this greasy, but being as it's opening day, um, grease it up. I yeah, straight cheese. It's literally straight cheese. It's a three-team moneyline parlay, all favorites. The odds come out to plus two thirty-eight. So you lay down a hundred, you win two hundred and thirty-eight profit. 
Um, the parlay is St. Louis Cardinals against the Pirates. Um, I think they're around minus 120, or uh, minus 200, rather, sorry. Um, the Cleveland Indians against, um, they are playing the Kansas City Royals. Um, if, if you're going to follow this, uh, you're going to notice a trend that all these opponents stink. Um, and then lastly, the third and final team, the Philadelphia Phillies, are going up against our uh, perennial stinker, Miami Marlins. Um, so as, as you can tell, all three of these teams are way better than the teams that they're playing. Um, and that's not where the story ends. You have Jack Flaherty going for the Cardinals, one of the best young pitchers in the game. Second half of the season, I think he had like a .08 or .08 ERA at home. Uh, which is just astonishing. Um, and then Shane Bieber for the Indians. Uh, he was a Cy Young contender for a good chunk of the year. Very good. Um, they're playing the Royals. They got Danny Duffy going. Uh, also one of the worst aces in the league. I think he had like a 4-8 ERA. He, he's uh, the definition of mediocrity. Um, and then the Phillies have Aaron Nola going. Uh, we, had, we had Cam on Phillies money line, or uh, run line rather. Um, so I'm... Uh, I guess giving that my stamp of approval and my parlay in the form of the money line. Um, but yeah, not, not much else to say here. I mean, all across the board, these teams just dominate the, uh, the opponents here. Way better pitching matchups. Uh, the bats are way better. Um, the matchups work up. And all three of these teams play at home. You'd love to see that, especially on opening day. I'm sure the Royals are glad I don't have Tommy Malone on the hill, though. <laughs> you got any more picks, Joey? Let's roll with one here. I'm going the over on uh, Seattle-Houston. The over on this is at 8.5 minus 115. Houston's going to get beamed a few times right mm-hmm. off the bat. You know Seattle's going to make a statement with that. You get a couple guys on base for Houston. You know that they can hit bombs. So you got to expect a few dingers from Jordan or Correa or Bregman, any of those guys. So just because of that, I'm going over. And also because Houston's lineup is absolutely ridiculous. And who does Seattle have? And Marco Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, that says it all right there. Yeah. I mean, no, I definitely like that. Um, Astros, like we saw, they got hit twice in a row the other day. Neither of them really looked that bad, but one of them I think just got the gears. Maybe they just like practice getting out of the way. And, hey, and you get on base. So I yeah. mean, as long as no one gets hurt, I'm sure the Astros have had discussions like, hey, maybe this isn't the yeah. worst thing in the world. No, they'll definitely take it. I think they're probably, much as I hate to say it, they'll probably end up winning. That division, or at least be top two, because it's. I mean, Angels could compete. Rangers, I guess, maybe sleeper. But L, yeah, true A's. Forgot about the A's. No, um, no love for Seattle. <laughs> no love for Seattle. Who? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I drafted him in fantasy once. Kikuchi. I had high hopes. He just throws a major. Any, any hook. Japanese pitcher that comes to the U.S. like that first year in fantasy. Is just Not everyone's good. like, ooh, like, yeah. you know, maybe. And, like, most times it's like, yeah. Like, even, like, Daisuke. Daisuke, mm-hmm. year two, pop. But year one, not so hot. Yeah, all I know is he throws a major hook. That's all I know. Um, so my parlay is um, all money lines. Like, Lucas, um, he's on raised money line just, like, by itself. But I threw them in his parlay. Like he said, um, Blue Jays are lineup's decent. But I expect Ryu to get hit around pretty good. I personally think it's kind of overrated. I mean, obviously he pitched really well last year, but that was kind of his first year breaking out, so maybe he's breaking out. I don't know, but, so I got Ray's money line. I'm not exactly sure what he said the, what it was. He was like minus 150-something, I think. And then, um, I got Indians money line. Like, he has Shane Bieber against Danny Duffy in the Royals. And then, my last one is Brewers money line. So, I mean, they're they're an underdog. I want to say they're plus 110. So I threw that in to kind of juice up the parlay a little bit. But they're facing the Chicago Cubs in Chicago. Um, Brandon Woodruff against Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks, he kind of gets beat around a lot. I mean, he doesn't throw particularly hard. He's kind of a, I don't know, an interesting one. He pitched pretty well last year, but um, maybe just because I had him in fantasy, he doesn't strike anyone out, so it kind of like made me mad. But I, um, Woodruff had a really good year last year up until I feel like he got hurt. Um, yeah, only through 120 innings, 11 and 3, 362. So, yeah, he was um, really good last year. I like Brewers' lineup a lot more than I like the Cubs' lineup. I mean, obviously, Baez, Brian, and Rizzo are good, but other than that, and Contreras, I guess. But other than that, not a ton going on there. And all of this comes out to plus 400. 
So if you throw $400 on it, I'm not throwing $400 on it, I'll tell you that, but $400, or $100 would get you $400, excuse me. So I'm not going to throw $100 on it either, but um, $100 would get you $400, plus $400, so you're out of bets, Lucas, Joe, you got anything else, or you calling it there? No, I'll leave it there, I think I've thrown enough out there. Alright, so... Uh, we got two more baseball topics, quick ones. We're just going to go a couple sleeper teams, and then we're going to give a World Series prediction. So I guess I'll start. Um, like Lucas said, sleeper team, um, I, I like the Reds a lot. I think I didn't. I wasn't sure if they were going to win the Central, but now that there's two teams per, I think they definitely have a shot. Like I said, uh, Sonny Gray, Bauer, Castillo, plus they added Moustakis in, and um, Castellanos. I, I like them a lot. And I also like... Um, I like Chicago White Sox a lot, also in the Central, they added um, a couple people, Keuchel, Grandall, plus they added um, Louis Robert, came up, he's supposed to be pretty good, and um, I have deep, deep, deep sleeper is Rangers, I think, added Kluber with Miner and Lance Lynn, I think those are pretty good top three, um, I think if they, if they get their bats get hot, I don't, their bullpen's probably not very good, I don't think it is, but those are uh, those are my three teams. Like I said, I don't really expect the Rangers to do much, but I do expect the Reds and White Sox to compete heavy. Joey, what do you like? I like the Rangers too, um, and I, I think literally like before today, because today is when we learned uh, the 16-team playoff versus 10-team playoff. I think that really changes everything, like we said earlier. I think the Rangers now very easily can make the playoffs because more than half of these teams in AL are going to make the playoffs. And looking at it, like there's no way Seattle makes it. There's pretty much no way Kansas City makes it. There's no way Baltimore makes it. So there's three teams right off the bat you can just cross off. So I think other than that, any of the other teams really could you could at least make I mean, I'm sorry, Detroit too. I didn't tell Detroit. No way Detroit makes it. But I think the other eleven teams, you could really make a case for them. And one of which, I mean, I see what you guys said about the Blue Jays, but I'm gonna throw them in there because they've got all the young guys, so if they can take that leap, they're gonna be right there in the mix because you know that all these guys have all this potential. It's just a matter of can they put it together in this season, and it's obviously a weird situation, and that's that's obviously true, but if some of these guys make that jump this year, I think they could totally find their way as one of those wild card teams. Uh, another one, I mean, like I said, it's hard to call any of these teams really sleepers given that 16 teams are going to make the playoffs, sure. but... Um, I mean, uh, like just when you think about yeah. it, we're talking to uh, Blue Jays. We saw Vlad hit that moonshot off Brian yeah. Johnson last night. That's probably why he didn't make the runs. <laughs> he hit that big a mile. So you got one more? I I'm serious, though. Like, a lot of these teams, I feel like if I call them a sleeper, I'm like, yeah. no, I, I, I feel like they're all pretty good. Like, I don't think that's much of a hot take. I, I like what you said. Um, talking about Cincy, right? Cincy, yeah, yeah. I, I think I like them as well. Maybe not to win the division, but I wouldn't be shocked at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go let's throw San Diego out there again. Not sure okay. if that's no, much yeah, of a sleeper, a but I think totally in that division. I mean, obviously the Dodgers are the clear cut number one, but I think uh, D-backs, Padres, Rockies are all kind of right there fighting for that second spot, and, and anything could happen in this year. So I'm going to go Padres with that other one. No, I mean I like that too. Um, Tatis and Machado, very good. You know, one-two punch, and then yeah, and then you add um, Paddock. I mean, I, I think starting rotation for a lot of these teams anyway is going to come back to bite, especially in San Diego. Other than Paddock, I'm not 100% sure who they have after that. But, yeah, I do like their lineup a lot. And um, Kirby Yates went, like, completely nuts last year. But, yeah, I, I do like Padres. Lucas, what do you like? Yeah, so I think kind of with, with uh, going off what Joy was saying here, like, because the season's so short, you really can't rule anyone out. Like, like he was talking about the Blue Jays. Like, if they get hot and they put it together, they could go on a serious run. Same thing with the Padres. You have so many teams with all these question marks. Um, those two, uh, even even like Arizona, like we were talking about, they have question marks. But if they get hot for a period and put it together, especially if it comes at the end of the year, they could go on a serious run and and, uh, and make some noise. Um, and then kind of going off, of, uh, we were talking about the Reds uh, potentially not being serious underdogs. Um, the lines that I'm looking at right now. Um, I'm not sure if this is consistent across the board at all, but the, they actually have the Reds as a slight favorite to win the NL Central. Um, it's basically a four-team race. They're all very close in odds, ranging between plus 240 and plus 325. Reds, Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, and then you got the Pirates at plus plus 5,000. They don't have any chance. But um, honestly, I could see any single one of those teams um, winning that division. Uh, but um, if you're forcing me to pick one, I think uh, one team out of this division. I think it's the Cardinals. Um, 
they just kind of seem to have it last year in some sort of sense. Um, and I think that they carry that momentum over this year, especially if they're able to keep um, Flaherty hot um, as well as their bats. I, I'm expecting a, a big year out of uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I already mentioned I like the D-backs. Um, A's, again, not really a huge sleeper, but I, like, I honestly think that they could um, upset someone like the Dodgers um, in, in the World Series or, uh, or something like that. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, one of my favorite future bets is the Philadelphia Phillies plus 375 to win the East. Um, like I said, I'm not huge on the Braves this year. I think there's a good chance that they make the playoffs. And then um, Nationals, I definitely see them having a bit of a hangover this year. And with the news of um, Soto being tested positive for coronavirus, you've got to expect that he's going to be out for at least two weeks. And um, that's going to be, what, at least 12, 12-ish games? That's, yeah, that's that's already 20% of the season. And he's, he's in my opinion, easily their, their best position player after losing Rendon. Um, massive pull in the middle of the lineup. Uh, I mean, tonight they had Starlin Castro hitting out of three holes. That's not a championship lineup. And I know they got the pitchers, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on team fade the Nats this year. Uh, but I think the Phillies could go on a serious run. Yeah, no, I do I do like the Phillies. Like I said, I'm betting them tomorrow minus one and a half. Um, obviously, that's not my declaration that they're going to win the East, but I do like them tomorrow. Um, another team, real quick, I do think, it's not like, like Joey's, like you guys said, it's not like a ton of sleepers. I think the Angels definitely have a shot at uh, making the playoffs. They added Rendon to support Trout. Pujols is still like a competent hitter. Um, Shohei Otani is supposed to be 100% healthy. So it, it'll be cool to see. You know, I, I would like to see him stay healthy because he would be a two-way player. I'd love to see him pitch once a week and then hit the rest. So I think that would be cool. Um, I'm really excited to see Trout with like someone hitting him behind him that's not like a complete bum. So he actually, like, people have to attack him a little bit more. So Rendon's out for like yeah, the first one or two games, I think. Yeah, and Trout, Trout opted in. It was like a little bit of question, but I think most people knew he was gonna. Um, so... With that being said, we said sleepers. Is there any clear World Series like prediction that you have, Joey? What do you, what do you like for the World Series? I mean, the, the easy pick is Yankees Dodgers, as we mm-hmm. said at the top, and it's tough to say like, no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like, I, I I think that that would be the best bet, but obviously that's the highest odds as well. So, I mean. If we're looking for, uh, I'll go second best in each one. And I think you got to go Houston in the AL, even if they can't buzz each other with the pitches. I think they're still absolutely stacked off the bottom. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them make it all the way there. In the NL, I think it's yeah, I think it's hard to pick a clear second team in the NL, which is probably a huge reason why the Dodgers are such a favorite because we talked about how wide open the East and the Central could both be. But I'll, I'll go with Cincinnati. I'll keep riding the Cincinnati train. I think they're probably the second best bet right now just because the Central is so wide open. That I'll go with them. You know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, so my pick, obviously, other other than the Yankees, I would take, pro, I would probably have to take Houston and then, I mean, I, I could maybe see Tampa making it um, or, I don't know, maybe like an Oakland could sneak in. But, yeah, I think it's got to be probably Astros and Yankees are definitely the top two. Um, in the AL, and like you said, NL, I mean, after Dodgers, like you said, it's kind of, I mean, who knows, I, I do, I think the Phillies, if their lineup, like I said, it's so deep with a couple of really good starters, I think they could potentially make a run at it, um, and then I, I bet Braves last year, I know if Matt, Matt Bedesian's listening out there, he's going to scream at me, but, and I've been kind of trashing Braves, but if they were to get hot, if that lineup gets hot with Soroka, Fultenowitz, Freed, Bullpen's not good. Um, so, yeah, I think Braves could potentially, if they were to get hot, like we said, it's a short season if anyone gets hot. I think Braves are very they're stacked on paper. It's just a matter of if they get hot. So those are my, I don't have a clear pick yet. I mean, obviously, like you said, Dodgers, Yankees, but um, those are the teams I like that I think could potentially, you know, sneak in. Yeah, I mean, gun to my head, you're forcing me to pick a team. Uh, I'm probably taking the... Dodgers. Uh, it just kind of feels like, uh, especially with the Mookie signing, like everything's sort of coming together for them. It seems like they were one piece away 
Um, you know, they, they didn't they didn't go to the World Series last year, but they were very close to winning that series against the Nats. Um, and the year before, obviously, they went to the World Series against the Red Sox. It seems like they're very close. They're just one piece away. Gun to my head, I'm taking the Dodgers. But if you're uh, making me pick um, a World Series matchup for this uh, this coronavirus world and uh, this, this shortened season, I'm going to go with, like I said, I already really like the Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals in the NL versus the Tampa Bay Rays in the AL. I think that'd be a really interesting matchup, and I think that it's uh, very plausible given the rotations and the bats that both teams have. Um, both have very good bullpens. Uh, I mean, you don't have to say anything more about the Tampa Bay Rays and Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, and Tyler Glasnow. Like, that's lights out. They, like Those guys would add healthy. Those guys would absolutely dominate in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, definitely agree. And they got some decent bats. They made it. Yeah, they just went rain delay here. Oh, oh boy. Um, anyways, so, yeah, those are our um, baseball picks. It's definitely, I mean, anyone can, anyone can win. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Sox, sleeper. I mean, maybe the O's with, but who knows, Sox. I mean, O's with who? You didn't think that. <laughs> What's his name? Tommy Malone. Tommy Malone. Come on. But, He's got 21,000 Twitter no followers. You don't know his name? <laughs> I don't think you just talked about it for like 15 minutes and you don't remember his name. Yeah, I mean, that's my fault. But we'll see. Tommy, just come on. Cam won't be here. It'll be cool. Nah, Tommy. I I apologize, Tommy. We'll, I mean, I, I remember one time I went to double play pod, but he ended up like bashing. Talking about Tommy Malone? No, we were uh. talking about Antonio Brown and then we were going to try to get him on. But obviously, he's more hope high profile. What? Don't even no, finish I'm that kidding, sentence. I'm kidding. Tommy, if you're listening, I highly doubt you are. But if you are, we'd love to have you on. That would be he'd be our first famous special guest. Yeah, that's a good. That's I mean, a good one. We've had have. some some good guests in the past. Don't get me wrong. You know you've been on. But, a few rappers. Um, yeah. So um, that's all I got for baseball. I mean, I guess we could do touch NBA. I mean, it's not really started yet. So I guess maybe we'll hold that off. Let's later. touch it. Man. Come on. You want to touch it? All right. Um, I guess it's like, do you want to do predictions or do you want to just do like who you like? I mean, obviously you like the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Bucks. Yeah. Well, let me let me say this. I think I said it on on the Butterfly Game, which you can also find mm-hmm. on Anchor and on all other podcasts and services. The Butterfly Game, mm-hmm. check it out. But um, biggest thing going into this whole bubble is, I don't think if you had the Bucks winning before. You should not have the Bucks winning now. If that makes sense. I don't get why everyone's making these justifications that oh well it's a it's a whole new world you know oh maybe the young guys are going to be hungrier here and like I love I'm a Celtics fan but at, like a lot of people have hopped on the Celtics train and they say you know in this in, in this environment you know maybe the Celtics are the team that wins it all and I just don't really buy into that I think if you didn't have the Celtics winning it all three months ago then I don't know how you could have them winning it all now. Yeah, I mean. A couple people have said it's like an AAU vibe like type thing there, and it's always got some young guns, so maybe they're just more used to the AAU vibe than anyone else. But Maybe, but I, all I think is just like, do we really think LeBron's just going right, to pack yeah. it in? Like, no, no he's still going to give it his all, and it's, it's going to be the same people, battles yeah. that we would have seen with us. People are acting like, it's like, oh, the bubble's like miserable. They're literally having like way more fun now yeah. than they would be when they're just like, I mean, maybe we're just worried about like, they're like ready to play I mean I guess that's like kind of what it is but who knows I mean it's like obviously it's going to be Lakers Clippers one of those two come out I would think and honestly I don't think there's anyone other than the Celtics that can compete with the Bucks. I mean maybe like Raptors if they get hot I've been watching a lot of stuff on the Raptors and just Nick Nurse is is such a genius that he's a good coach it's really tough to say like there's no way but um I just look at them and they have, they really don't have a go-to guy. And Siakam was like started like off great, guy, yeah. but like, do you really, with five seconds left on the clock, just want to inbound the ball to Siakam and say, "Hey, go get a bucket"? Like, I don't want to see that it at would all. Probably Van be, Vliet, yeah, Van it would probably Van be Van Vliet, Vliet or like, Lowry. Yeah, Lowry. Like, that's what I'm. Yeah. It's like compare that to Kawhi for the Clippers, Giannis for the Bucks, LeBron slash AD yeah. for the Lakers. Yeah, Tatum even for the Celtics is world better than any and guy. But again, like. And that goes back to the Nick Nurse thing. Though. Maybe Nick Nurse can get an inbound. He can drop some crazy play and get a guy wide open. But if we're talking purely what we think of as end-of-game situations, which is mostly you know isolation, pick and roll, that kind of thing, the Raptors needed Kawhi last year to get over the hump. That's why they won the championship last year and had to move past. 
because DeRozan can get it done. So now they don't have either of those guys. So I think that that's definitely the, the clear missing component of that team. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think they're like they're deep. They have like a deep roster. I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna compete. Like you said, Nurse is good. Siakam, like, I just don't think Siakam's that good. I don't know. Maybe it's just like his play style. I don't really like it that much. But well, he's he's great for them, but. He was, he was even better next to Kawhi, being that second option yeah, and just that's true. getting those touches when necessary. But now when you're running most things through him, I think you're kind of seeing how, not how limited he is, because he, he's pretty good. But yeah, no, he's a good player. Yeah, but Luke, he, is he like any NBA? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, like you said, you got to like the two LA teams. Um, kind of going off what Joey said, everyone was kind of kind of speculating on how this whole um, bubble thing and um, whatever, like whatever you want to call it, the, the shortened playing games going into the playoffs um, might favor some teams that you might not have initially picked. So I've heard a lot of buzz around like the Nuggets potentially making a run at the chip or uh, Joey, big line, okay. yeah. Joey, Joey mentioned uh, uh, the Celtics making a run or what, what have you. Um, but... All, all this time off, you, you, you'd be an idiot to think that it doesn't favor someone like LeBron, AD, or Kawhi. They're all coming in fully rested, fully healthy, and still, like, three of the top, I don't know, five, six, seven best players in the league right now. You have to think that they are going to run the table in the West. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm all for chaos. I don't like rooting for favorites that aren't the team that I'm rooting for, like, I think it'd be hilarious if if the Nuggets just completely upended either of the LA teams, and if Giannis just completely stunk it up going into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's it's honestly very hard for me to pick anyone besides one of those two teams at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the consensus across the board, and pretty much everywhere you look, it's betting on that. We'll we'll have an episode on that, but I think that's going to be interesting start. It'll probably be pretty hard. I mean, spread-wise, anyways, but uh, Lucas hates spreads. I, I like, I mean, I kind of like him, but um, they can get annoying down the stretch. Like we said, Nuggets. I would love to see the Nuggets play, like, the Rockets in the first round or something, and it'd just be Send out the five breaks. <laughs> Rockets, small ball against the Nuggets, like, I think their shortest guy was, what, like, 6'8", six, 6'7"? Six, yeah, Paul Mills out, the shortest guy. He was, like, he's six, he was seven, a power forward. Uh, he was 6'7". Six, seven. Six, seven. Probably always 6'7". Bull Bull's, like, 7'2". Like and he was, like... 7'2", like 175. Like he was, like, literally, like, pulling up the three. He had, like, six I mean, it'll be fun to watch. Like, I, I'm just excited that it's going to be back. I mean, obviously, we're excited baseball's back. Um, we gave you guys our picks for that, but maybe we'll tweet them out anyways for the people that didn't you know didn't didn't listen to the time yeah um I'll, I'll make sure to tweet joey's and then we can tag him we can tag him in the tweet so i mean that's all i got you guys got anything else no i mean hey thanks for having me yeah no problem lucas any last last word yeah just just going back to tommy one hey <laughs> tommy i know you're probably not gonna listen to this i might i might tweet this link at you tomorrow um if you listen to it you're, you're probably gonna hate our guts but um i know like if you decide to stop before you get to the end, you won't hear this anyways, but please listen all the way through. We want you here. Come through the pub, have a couple beers, chill with the boys, talk some baseball. We'd love to have you. And like I said, I'm rooting for him. I, I, yeah. I, and I will root for him until you know, I can't anymore, but I just want him to prove me wrong. Like I, I want True. him to show that, that he's capable of being an ace yeah. for for the Orioles, too. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll lead the Orioles to the chip. Maybe, maybe we're <laughs> underestimating. I don't know. I'm just, I'm rooting for that to happen. Do I think it's gonna happen? No. But sure. Tommy, like, we're on your side. But I mean, we're also being Cape realistic. Cape Cod guy, he's playing out of I mean, he's an ace. He's he an ace of the of the Chatham Ace. So, I mean, and what Lucas said, come, come through. You don't have to feel obligated to come through, especially with with the with the whole virus. We probably don't expect you to come. But you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, the door is always open. Um, I doubt anyone's going to listen all the way through. Probably not, but we'll see. Um, we would definitely like to have you call in. And obviously, may have been a little bit of slander early on, but it wasn't serious. We are rooting for you. Not against the Sox, though. I apologize for and that. If there's but anyone from Kenya tuning in. No, we're, we're big Germans. Yeah, we got yeah, Germans as well. We love the international folks. Um, so anyone anyone wants to call in. Yeah, and um, be sure to follow us on Twitter, the pub podcast. And 
we have a little um, kind of advertisement for future things. So basically, one of the main reasons we called this the pub was we're gonna do pub reviews. So we're gonna we're gonna go out to a pub. We, I think we already got our first one picked out. We're gonna go down there, and that'll probably be probably take a video of it, and we're gonna review. What do we say? Wings? What do you think of wings? Wings, beer, atmosphere. wings, wings, and vibes. Wait, yeah. And obviously, fish and chips. So we'll get it all to you, and it's it's definitely gonna happen. I think Lucas said he wanted to try some different beers when he goes to different bars, uh, different pubs, I should say, and obviously. The wings are a huge factor, so you got that looking forward. Uh, we're looking forward to that. I did say last time we did this, well, obviously March Madness got canceled anyway, but we were going to do a little March Madness thing. Apologize, that was, our last episode was like March, which isn't good. It's not, you, what are you going to bet on? No, right, yeah. Betting now. We were, we didn't really talk about much. We talked about NFL draft, I think, but, um, so maybe it's a little bit later. But yeah, there's no sports, so we really couldn't talk to you guys that much. Anyways, sports are back, so we're back. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time.